0: Super Bowl Sunday is here, Daddy. I'm not going to sit down for this opening segment. I'm standing. And it's probably awkward for Quentin, but I don't give a rip. And I've got to be good on a Sunday. Praise the Lord. It's Sunday. We keep it clean, but we'll keep it hyped. We finally made it. This is the biggest game of the year, the biggest day of the year. A sub-national holiday. If the Chiefs win, nobody's going to work tomorrow. Nobody should go to work tomorrow. I don't know who the hell was in this studio last. I didn't think anybody was in here, but damn, are the fonts on this computer screen huge. I think it was Chris, wasn't it? I thought he sat over there. Oh. No? He's either blind as a bat or some. I mean, dude, the font is like... John Knox Village people are here reading it. And that's not an insult. It might be for some, but it's really not. That's good. But we are here. The heck with it. Super Bowl Sunday, full loaded show. Everybody from the station, minus two, due to circumstances, will join the show today, but we've got substitutes. Bob Fesco, Josh Klingler, live in Vegas. Cody and Gold, also live in Vegas from the stadium. We'll be calling them, getting their prediction Drew Nixon, Rob Brenton, Quentin, JT, myself, Carly Ritter. Everybody's joining the party because it's Super Bowl Sunday. Because of what this season has been. Because of where the Chiefs are currently at. There's no better talking point than what is the opening part of this show. Welcome to After Hours. I'm Dusty Likens, AK the Crown Jewel, AK the Text Line Champion. AK, so happy to be here. Don't worry. I'm not done yet. If you're driving around, you're trying to sneak into the store and get your last-minute stuff for the Super Bowl, how you doing? If you're driving home from church because you just got the good word and you're tuned into 610 Sports Radio, how you doing? If you listen to 610 Sports Radio because you love our content, because we're the home of the Chiefs and we give you better sports takes than 810, how you doing? Oh, you better believe it. I'm not done, baby. I'm not done. I'm still in my bag like fries at the bottom of it. Text line says they're out there getting their hair cut. You know what they did? They put it on 610 Sports Radio, listening to After Hours, listening to the Crown Jewel, listening to the text line champion, waiting for Quentin's music. I ain't not And this Super Bowl feels better than ever. And I'm going to give you some stats later that are going to make you sit back and relax. Go buy a Stogie today. I don't care if you don't smoke, just bite it. It's for the look. You don't have to light it. Shout out Will Smith. Nowadays, everybody wants to talk like they've got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips, just a bunch of gibberish because they forgot about Kansas City. Shout out Dr. Dre and Eminem. God, dog, I'm ready for this game, baby, because it goes back to week one. It goes back to the very beginning of the season when nobody in their right mind was even thinking about a Super Bowl. Nobody was. Because everybody was thinking about distractions. Praise be. The best part, the best part about everybody's distractions was like, oh no, they'll never be able to recruit from this. They're playing on February 11th. How you doing? And the best part about all of this is that Everybody's going to play in this game, except maybe two from the opening day roster. Well, maybe four. Brian Cook, we'll see about others, but Kadarius Toney likely out. We'll get into that. Joe Tooney out, obviously, with the pectoral strain. And Jarek McKinnon questionable to do the game today. Hey, not and the other thing about this game is you start early in the season. And, and, and the thing is, is, I'm not making any of this up. You can be like, oh, this guy, he's a homer. I'm doing this for you, San Francisco. I'm doing this for you, the favorites. And don't give me a smoke screen. Don't give me a gaslight. Don't give me any of that. Because in the Super Bowl books right now, you're the favorite. You got all the pressure. Hey, done. And the best part about this is you go back to the early part of the season, the loss to Detroit. And everybody thought to themselves, hmm. Okay, we had a couple of drop passes by one individual who had probably the worst receiving game in the history of the NFL, and they lose. They go throughout the season, drops, drops, drops. What do we hear? Guys that we respect, Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp. This ain't the regular Chiefs. No, this ain't the Chiefs. This ain't ain't Patrick Mahomes. He looks like he's having a down year. Well, when a down year is a Super Bowl, I don't know what you're doing. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go through the season and they drag themselves through the season and they listen to all of these loudmouthed people say, I don't know. And they haven't even gotten to December yet. They haven't even been to December yet. And then all of a sudden, like I've told many people before, whether you've gotten your heart broken by a girl, I have many times, I ain't done. Or whether you've gotten your heart broken because you got fired. Or you got your heart broken because you lost a family member. You know what you probably did? After you broke into 100,000 pieces, you built yourself back up even stronger than your original self, and you became better. That's what happened on Christmas Day. The best gift this entire town got on Christmas Day was losing that way to the Las Vegas Raiders I thought. Because when they lost to the Raiders in embarrassing fashion, I was there. I saw it with my own eyeballs. I looked at the people that I was with, Mike and Nick. Those were the two guys I was with. I said, this is the worst Chiefs game I've ever seen. And I've seen them lose to Tebow. And after that game, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, in my mind, I don't know this to be true if I ever get the opportunity to ask. I will. I promise you. After that game, I believe Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid had a conversation. And they said, Look, man, we got to humble ourselves. What we are trying and what we think we can do is not working. And sometimes in life, that happens. Those are called divorces for the marriage couple. I've tried to love you, I thought it was going to work. We put together this dream. We gotta come to reality, it's over. And that's what happened with the original offense of this season. Going into St. Joe, going into the midseason, going into the beginning of the season. We've got Skymore, we've got Canarius Tony, we've got all these guys. We think we can make it work. We can smoke screen a Watson and an MBS in there for about four targets. Didn't work. You know what did work? Something that rose from the ashes in Rasheed Rice. The ironicness or the irony of all of this is that you started the season with guys that had been here before that you thought were going to make the turn, and they didn't. And the young buck that you drafted out of SMU in the second round that you traded Detroit with became your leader in the receiver room. Put his hand up and said, I can do it. You ever seen the movie Holes? Shia LaBeouf, young kid, the teacher, Patricia Arquette, she's got that one guy, and he's like, I can fix it. That was Rasheed Rice. Hey, Pat, throw me the ball. I can get it. Hey, Andy, feed me more. I promise you I'm a rook, but I can do it. Feed me more. And they did. And Andy Reid humbled himself. Patrick Mahomes humbled himself. And they developed what is this offense with the help of somebody in Isaiah Pacheco and your veteran leader and your big dog, Travis Kelsey. And we'll talk about Kelsey and Mahomes and Andy Reid and all three of them a little bit later and what this game can mean for them. But we continue down the path of what the season was. And then you remember, right? New England, Kadarius Toney, another chance. Off the hands pick. Mahomes a little frustrated. Had been frustrated in the Buffalo loss. Kadarius Toney lined off offsides. That was the last time you saw Kadarius Toney. Wasn't that New England game? And that's okay. And after that new after that Christmas Day game, you get to the New England game, and then all of a sudden, here comes this hogwash, bull junk conversation. Well, there's there's a chance the Denver Broncos could win this division. Give me a break. And then you got more help. You know what I mean? You break into a thousand pieces. You put it all back together. It comes back stronger. Thank you, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase attacked the only safe and sound unit at the time on this team. The defense. Does anybody stand out about this defense? If I'm being honest, not really. That was the quote. And then you tried to fight LeJarrius Sneed on the field. And then you tried to fight yourself, To get 100 yards like no one else had done and you didn't. Hey, done. And when you go past that game, you listen to guys like Pete Sweeney, who were in the locker room, Nate Taylor, who was in the locker room, and said after they won that game against Cincinnati, solidified themselves the three seed and AFC West champions for not a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, but an eighth consecutive year, the vibe changed. The identity was built. The team's face was fully structured and they knew what they had. And that was the scariest Dern thing this league could have ever had. And that's right. I said Dern because it's Sunday and it's the Lord's day. Praise be. And the thing about this is, is that when they did that, and they developed that, and they shut Cincinnati up, they won their division, and they knew no matter what, they were in the playoffs, stuck like glue. I got a hawk staring me at a tree right now, just eye to eye. I just had to say that. And after that moment, when they poked the bear, and the Chiefs self-humiliated themselves, and some jack wagons went on air in local radio, not this station, mm-mm, mm-mm. The other one that starts with an eight thought, well, it's been fun, but sometimes you don't make it. Sometimes you have to realize it's not always going to be the way it goes. Hey, guys, over there, how you doing? And the best part about it is that we're not even to the best part of the season. I got you fired up. I hope you're ready to go. Because now it gets even more intense. And if you don't know who I am by now, my name is Dusty Likens, and they call me the crown jewel, and this is why. Because then the narrative gets better. And you can sit here and say national media that Kansas City's gaslighting this, but I'm going to give you some hard edge facts as to why this is the best part of the season. The Chiefs are the three seed, which means everybody had the same thought. Okay, we're going on the road. For the first time ever, oh, gosh, the road, oh, the scary road, the unknown, the road less traveled. Shout out Robert Frost. I really hope that's his name that wrote that. And they got their first game. They got a first game in Kansas City when it was negative 30. And it's not their fault that they won their division, so they got that home game. Miami, they're the ones that fumbled everything and just really crapped the bed the rest of the season. I ain't done. And the Chiefs embarrassed Miami. Yes, embarrassed Miami. They scored seven points a season low. They were one of 12 on third down, season low. They had 158 yards on offense, a season low, and they averaged 400. And they looked lost. Their coach looked like Rudolph. Andy Reid had a frozen mustache of fear that no one knew if it was snot or spit, but they didn't care. They just knew it was iced out. And then the inevitable happened. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to go on the road to Buffalo where they can't play games in the snow but they build outdoor stadiums off of a frozen lake that gets a lot of snow. And what happened? What the heck happened? They went into that game, and Josh Allen could only run the ball and throw it behind the line of scrimmage. And they got him out of character, and Patrick Mahomes won, and fans were so mad. He's so, oh, they're so mad. I'm going to throw a snowball at Patrick Mahomes. I'm so mad. Do it. I love it. And then, oh, it gets better. It gets better. I don't give a rip if I'm against the clock. It gets better. Oh, no. Oh, no. The AFC Championship game isn't going to be played in Patrick Mahomes' house. Let's see how good he really is. Because you know what he's going to have to do? He's going to have to play the number one defense. He's going to have to go against the MVP. MVP. He's going to have to go against a team that runs the ball. And you know what's been the kryptonite for the Kansas City Chiefs running the ball? You know what the Baltimore Ravens didn't do? They didn't run the ball. You know what Lamar Jackson was? He wasn't an MVP. They didn't run the ball, and their MVP was an MVP. Hmm, hmm. Hmm. Travis Kelsey had 11 for 11 for 116 and one of the sickest, illest, greatest touchdowns you've ever seen. Outside of that Tony Moyaki catch that's still sick. You know who he did that against? The 49ers. It's the only thing that man's known for, but God bless him. I'm fired up. I haven't sat yet. I'm still standing. And the other best part about that game was that Baltimore was never in it. And everyone said, you know what Baltimore's going to do? They're going to run the ball. They're going to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, and they're going to run time of possession. You know who didn't do that? Baltimore. You know who did do that? Kansas City. You know who's in the Super Bowl now because of that? Kansas City. And now you play the 49ers. As if all of what I just told you, of all of that that I just said Was it enough to think that someone with a brain would think, oh, my gosh, I don't want to play that team. They seem like the favorite. No, we're going to put plus two on their side of the board. And now we're going to get the Kansas City Chiefs as underdogs, as villains, as gaslights, as the favorite in everybody else's mind on a game today. And it kicks off at 530. How you doing?